Welcome to Curious with Josh Peck. Start the show. All right, I'm going to try my best NPR introduction. Here, here we go. Get excited. This is this is going to be special. You ready? Okay. <clears throat> You're listening to the Curious Podcast with your host Josh Peck. Wow, what a moment! You're welcome for that. You see, kids, listen. Follow your dreams, and you too will be a. You'll be able to do a, a, a poor impression of your favorite national public radio host. Welcome back to the Curious Podcast. I am so glad to have you guys here yet again, Tuesday, every week from now until infinity or until uh, enough people stop listening where I can't support it anymore. This week's episode is really, really special for me. You know, in starting this podcast, I I really... Oh, that's that's my phone. You know, in starting this podcast, I, I had uh, a, a deep desire to explore and to find out more about people from all walks of life. And I've been lucky enough to work in show business and in media. And so many of the people that I'm interested in work in that field. But throughout my travels and my life experience, I've also just been able to meet people who I find fascinating, who have overcome challenges, who have had life experiences that are so different to mine and yet have uh, enlightened me to their their human experience. And one such person like that is my friend Fallon. We met over over eight years ago when we worked on a media junket together for a movie called Red Dawn. And she was my hairstylist on on the media junket. And that is... I, I I can't say enough about her skills as a stylist because she is incredible and the ability in which to tame my Jufro, to be able to understand the intricacies and the nuances of what my hair does, that is no small feat, let me tell you. But Fallon and I became instant friends and and we we've we've grown closer over the last eight years and Fallon over the last year had gender reassignment surgery. And it's been really revealing and enlightening for me to have known her through this process and her transition over the last eight years. And I asked her if she would be willing to share her experience with the listeners. And she was so generous and gracious to do that. So it's my pleasure to share with you my friend Fallon. That's why I like the name Fallon, because it could be both. Do you want, is that what you want me to refer to you as? No, I mean, it's, it's tricky because I'm, I mean, I wish I had, like, these are common questions, and I wish I had, like, definitive answers for them. I don't expect you to call me Fallon, because to you, I'm Tony, and I feel like I'm Tony to you, because that's just how we've known each other. Sure. But, I mean, when I meet someone new... Who I've never met before, right? And I say I'm Tony. It sounds like T O N Y to me, right? Sure. And that's just not who I am anymore. Well, it probably carries years of being called Tony and so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it would have been easier to transition in your twenties because I'm just so, I'm so like, I developed Tony, 
Yeah, of course. And like I became him, and I had like his, his um memories. Yeah, his memories, but also his character defects. Sure. Like his survival tactics, and some of them aren't who I am anymore. They don't work, but I fall back on them. And I, I wonder if that's why I'm resistant to my voice. I don't. It's kind of wild. I should see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. I love therapy. Your hair looks good. Thanks. It's kind of light. I mean, I like. I don't mind it though. It, it faded on tone. Yeah. On tone. On tone. What? So, what are the exercise? How do you learn the exercises? Is there like? Um, are we on right now? Yeah. Okay. But you can. But no, it's fine. It's all like I just like to get the atmospheric sort of. You know. That's cool. It's the natural part of it. Uh, I have a client who's gone, who's come to me for years, and she's a speech therapist. Uh-huh. So, like, she knows me really well, too, and we had a couple of sessions. And basically what I do is when I talk, I talk from my chest, like, down here. Right. And I do it um, habitually, but we did a couple of exercises, and she found my real voice. Like, like women talk up here. Like, women talk up here. What is that like in the name? More nasal, more, more nasal. It okay, comes from head voice. Here. Okay, yeah, head voice. And like men talk from down here. Right. And she watched me talk, and she said, "What I tend to do is, I breathe in before I speak, and I hold it down here, and then I speak." But then also, I mean, like a part of me likes the idea of having, sort of like a rich, voice. Right. I just don't want. I, I feel like I look really feminine now, and like people don't even know until they talk to me. Mm-hmm. And I want my voice to match who I am now, if that makes sense. But then there's like Scarlett Johansson, right, who has that great sort of rasp and yes. gravel to her voice. It's could almost be said it's as a masculine quality, maybe. And that's sort of what I'm striving for. Right. But I feel like I don't have the right tone. Yeah. It's the tone. And she gave me exercises. They're weird. I, I should do them, and I don't. Like, I, I have to do this with my nose. Like <laughs> so I can, like, acknowledge, um, acknowledge it. And she has me, she told me to stretch my, my vocal box. Mm-hmm. Like, do a yawn with my mouth closed. Mm. Which will make me go up and down, but it gives me more control. Right. See, that sounded better. I did that, and it sounds better. I doing vocal warm-ups are always weird. I've had to do them for singing class, and I'm like, what is going on? You just it's feel... weird. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's, it's like, embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't want my neighbors to hear. Right. Like, hi. Or some, like, like I've watched lots of YouTube things, and some people, what they do, some trans girls, mm-hmm. they recommend just talking really high for a while. Right. Uh, um, and then you get used to talking like that, um, and then you just gradually go down, and then you find where it is. But... I mean, like, like I can't talk to you that way. I feel weird. It feels like I'm, it feels like I have like blue contacts on or something. Like I'm not, like it's like being uh, yourself. Yeah, or? like I'm not being myself, or it's like a barrier between us. Do you find that inevitably, or have you talked with other people that it just becomes second nature, and and sort of your new voice is just sort of your natural go-to eventually? Yes, yeah. and that is happening. Yeah, and then um, I find mostly for me, I have to talk softer. Right. Because I have a tendency to, to speak like strong, like, 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 no, like it's not going to work for me. But that's, I mean, I can talk that way, but I, I, 
I don't know. I have to find it. <laughs> it's tricky. Well, just to make you feel better, I many times are calling to order food or something. And they're like, how can we help you, ma'am? So, are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. I've got a pretty feminine voice. I do not. I kind of have a weird, like, I have a deep voice that also sounds like a little kid's voice. So the podcast listeners, I'm sure, love it. Wow. But it's why I do um, well I never... with voiceover, which is a godsend, so at least that. But I, what you were saying before I found sort of interesting in that when you were talking about sort of adopting your new name uh-huh. and that you felt as though there were things that were Tony's either defects and that you brought, you would bring along with you that would carry over into this sort of the new you. But is there, so I guess that's my question, like, because to me, I would assume from an outsider's perspective, and this is me having, you know, not, not much experience other than our relationship with it. I would think like, of course you bring Tony with you, but there's a a part of you has changed, but inevitably the inner workings are still of Tony. And it seems what you're saying is like, no, it's a fundamental shift. It's a new person. That's a really good question. And I had a really hard time grappling with that and I couldn't figure it out. I saw this poem and it was like, it's like three minutes long. It's, it's button poetry. Mm-hmm. And there's um, a female Tamil person whose name is currently Ethan and his name used to be Emily. And he just did this poem. He, he, he spoke on stage, this poem that he wrote. And he said, um, it's called um, A Letter to the Girl I used to be, even just saying that, like, and I mean, like, I realized that it really is, like, for me, it has to be compartmentalized, is that <laughs> right? Because they are two different people, and I, it's funny because I created Tony as a, um, Tony with a Y, right? as a just like a survival tactic. It's who I had to be. And like when I was like a teenager, I thought, oh, um, I must be gay. Like that must be the answer. So I, I just became like Tony, the gay hairdresser. Right. And, you know, and like Tony worked out a lot and Tony liked, you know, like, like new wave techno music and <laughs> it was really fun. And, and, and um, I don't know, I just became Tony, but. Tony was a great guy. Yeah, he I was. Know him. Yeah. And like I can't like like I can't I mean that poem is just so amazing. It made me cry when I first heard it because she says at at the very end she says um I never hated you or he says um I never hated you. Right. And I never hated Tony, but Tony what he's still a part of me, mm. but at the same time he never was me. Right. And like that's really wild. <laughs> yeah, like, because like like how do I respond to situations that are, you know, like when I'm uncomfortable or I'm unsure, I fall back, um, and I become Tony with the Y, but that's not who I am anymore. Serving an old master, really. Yes, but like, not only um, is that not who I am physically, mm. but like, hormones are just incredibly powerful. Yes, like, I mean, my emotions, I think differently. I like like it's I'm I'm a different person. Right. So sometimes I respond like Tony would just habitually, but I'm but it's like it it doesn't feel right and I just do it. 
Mm. So like it's it's like I have to pause and you know it's really old behaviors. Yeah, and it's really hard. It's hard when you know I'm in my business. I'm a hairstylist, and um, I have private clients, which is great. That's that's probably my favorite work now. Right. But I work on sets and I work with actors, which is great. Like I love actors, and but sometimes on on a photo shoot the energy is just incredible there's so many different variables and different people and and if I walk on set and I don't know anybody I it's just really uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable for me like I've gotten used to it now my surgeries helped a lot right but you know I think it's uncomfortable for other people because they sense that I'm uncomfortable sure and I don't I don't it took me a while to learn how to respond and how to be, if that makes sense. Well, going back to what you said before, do you ever, do you, do you ever fantasize about had you had the choice before you sort of procured a personality and that you never had to create Tony, that you could have always been Fallon or you could have always been the true, your true self before you built sort of the, the exterior that you had to live with. Do you ever fantasize about who that would have been? Would it be the person you are today? Would it have been different? Um, it would have been different. Yeah. And I can't think about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like when I was... Uh, going back to childhood, like when I was a kid, I wanted to be a girl. My entire childhood was about learning what I wanted was wrong. How early did as you... As long as I can remember. And before sexuality stuff, it was before. always gender. Yeah, always. But that's a good, like, like this is a good point to bring that up. Um, sexuality is who you have sex with. Right. And your gender is who you have sex as. Right. And I think that's a really, diff- that's very important to, to, to discern that difference. It was hard. Like, I mean, I don't blame my dad. I love my dad. He did an awesome job. I love him so much. But... It was really hard for him, and, and at that time, it, being transgender was not a conversation. Do you think he was aware of it? 100%. Right, it, right away? Yeah. Right. Um, we've actually talked. I, like about a year and a half ago, I um, had him come up um, and visit me, and we spent like three days together, because mm. he'd been watching my posts on Facebook, and I'd been telling him that I'm transitioning, and I just thought it was... We hadn't seen each other for like seven years, and not because I was mad at him, it just... I was doing my own thing, and we just didn't. But um, I just felt it was important to me that we spent three days together. Right. And I knew when he saw me, he would get it, and he did. And at that point, you were—you hadn't had the surgery yet, but you no. were. Yeah. You had been on hormones on for hormones. like four years. Right. And I had breast. Hormones changed. Like I—I'm an inch and a half shorter. Wow. My shoes are a size and a half smaller. I have like a natural B cup, like yeah. when I eat. My hips are three inches wider. Um, I've lost most of the hair on my legs, which now, like you can see my veins. I have to go to someone for that. Um, like, like, um, I lost my my abs. They're gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, um, I have a stomach. I have um, um, all the veins on my arms are like gone. Like I was concerned what what I was going to do about that. Most of the hair is gone. 
Um, I used to have hair on my knuckles, gone. Did you instantly gain respect for women's plight when they say, like, oh it's God. so easy for you guys to lose 10 pounds and what we go through? And type. I, I can't even. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, everything that I used to judge um, about women, like, now I get it, and I'm just like them. There's a lot of crying. Right. Transitioning is like, I, it's so much crying. Ah. Uh. And do you think it's the hormones alone, or is it, it's the pure experience, right? Years of the, shit coming up. I mean, all of it, yeah. Right. And then also, I think, um, you know, it's being transgender in society today. And I think, you know, like, like there's sort of a trans revolution going on, which is amazing. Which right. It's helped me tremendously. But we're still, when I say we, I mean transgender women and I should only speak for myself but I spoke with others and they sort of agree we're we're not we're, we're in a separate category like we're not you know we're not really considered real women and um, I know I'm sort of jumping around but no. like the acceptance is tremendous and I love that people are being more open that's fantastic but people sort of forget like basic biology 101 like we all have male and female hormones and 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 chromosomes in us right and like like at one point of our development we could have been one or the other like like there's a point where we're where um our genders are act or um our genitals are actually neutral and right. it's all the same material like like testicles could have been ovaries like the clitoris could have been the phallus. Like it's the same stuff. Right. The scrotum could have been labia, and the um, and I'm sorry, this is too graphic. No, listen, this um, is this is the real deal. I mean, because I think this is great in the in the respect too of like, and um, I'm, what I've always said to my wife and other people is that. I'm a lefty liberal, grew up in New York and L.A. And yeah, you're super cool. You're the dream. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but like I've always, so I've grown up completely accepting and understanding. And yet, had we not had our relationship, I would have been ignorant to so much of this. Only yeah. because I wouldn't have had someone so close to me to truly understand their experience. And, you know, like how I love, you know, we love that show Transparent. And it's yet... amazing. You and I would talk about it and you would add an extra layer of your experience to these things. And so for, for, be, you know, for lack of a better word, you, you humanized this for me. So it didn't live out there. Whereas, oh, it's Caitlyn Jenner or it's someone else's experience. And of course I'm accepting of it, but maybe I didn't have the empathy that I did for a close friend going through it and seeing all, all the things that you had to face. And so... When you talk about it, I think it's great that people can, you know, truly kind of understand because they know the general terms of it, but there's so much more. Yeah. And thank you for that. Of course. But, um, um, exactly. Um, precisely. But um, also, like, what kind of bothers me, and it's not people's fault because, like, no one has talked, like, no one knows about this, but, I mean... It's not that weird or unnatural. Like we eat, like, like um, I have these hormones in me already. I, I mean, what I had was hormone replacement therapy. So I just had them um, adjusted. And like, it, it, like, 
people sort of think of a transgender woman as sort of like I'm transitioning into like like another species, <laughs> right. like like a horse or, right. yeah. or like a tree or something, but it isn't that unnatural. Like the hormones that that I mean, enable me to do that are of natural origin, and like like my breasts are natural and they're beautiful. I love them. That was that was the biggest thing for me was letting my breasts grow. Going back to what you were saying before, so you're you're young and you're growing up and you have these feelings and you. Was it instantaneous where these feelings came up and you said, oh, this isn't allowed or I, I can't I can't express this here? Or was there a moment where it became clear to you that, like, I'm not going to be able to be be my full self? You know, I don't remember the moment my entire childhood was that like my entire childhood was like, don't act that way. You're not supposed to want that. Why don't you play sports like your brother? Right. Sometimes it was like, please don't do that. It's embarrassing. But that's no one's fault. I'm not blaming anyone. Like, that's something that I have to do with it now. And I think my dad just did what he thought was best for me at the time, and that was to raise me as a boy. Right. Like, and, you know, and he, my dad did an awesome job. My mom wasn't really there, and that was really, really hard. Um, but I understand now that some things just, it's probably for the better, and um, I don't want to get into too many details because it's kind of personal for her. Sure. But, I mean, we're in communication now. And I, I mean, um, I love my mom. She just wasn't, I, I didn't have that role model. And I, th I think it affected me. And I don't want her to feel bad. But, like, I, 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 um, I've always just sort of been alone. I, I was with, like, my brother and my dad who are awesome. But they're, like, dudes. And I. Right. I, like, I didn't look like them. Like, I looked like my mom more. I was lighter-skinned because they're both Mexican. Right. And I just, um, I don't know if that affected how I am in the world today. I'm sure it did. Was there, and of course, you know, growing up, you grew up in New Mexico. Like, it, you couldn't have been further from a lifeline, right? I mean, hopefully, yeah. had you been in maybe a more, in New York or L.A. or Chicago even, Maybe there there might have been <clears throat> similar um, you know similar souls, but inevitably, like at what age did you did you recognize anyone as a adolescent or a teenager to where you were like oh like was there anyone that that sort of got you at least a little bit or saw through you? Yeah, thank God, I had friends. Yeah, <laughs> in high school, and they got it. Yeah, and um, I I'm still friends with them. Mm. One of them became a drag queen um, in New York, Mistress Formica, if anyone knows. It's a great name. <laughs> Solid. And um, like like uh, Timothy Cummings is an amazing artist, and we all hung out in high school, and that helped a lot. I remember I used to put my clothes together of what I was going to wear and put them in a bag and put them outside my bedroom window mm -hmm. and then walk out and go pick up the bag and then go to my friend's house and get dressed up yeah and become the real you <laughs> it, was, it was great yeah it was fun it's great and, and were you were you honest with them about your feelings of feeling like you were with my friends or with my family with your friends oh yeah totally oh yeah we yeah. were like totally yeah like um yeah like like this was like um i don't want to give my age away but like, no worries <laughs> me either i'm 31 um <laughs> no but they're um, it was a fun time for that. Yeah. It was great. It was fun. And 
And so did was it something that you you purely pushed away or was it something that you said maybe one day or was it or did you not even face it it was just sort of you you were in a holding pattern we used to do like like what's known as boy drag mm. so like like you know, like be a boy and have like lipstick and like a chain or something um and like go to clubs and um i did that for a long time and i i, I didn't really think about being transgender right i just sort of liked being feminine and cool and you know what like what i didn't think about it and then when i came to la i was 17 and i met my first boyfriend we were together for seven and a half years right and he was straight quote unquote but just sort of in the closet or whatever and he just told me um i like you better as a boy and we were, like, so in love, and I was just like, okay. So sure. I just forgot it. Yeah, you're like, I love you so much, I'll be a lobster. <laughs> like, whatever you need. Yeah, like, it was really sweet. I mean, he was 11 years older than me, and it was, like, a dream to me. It was, like, everything I I just... And we were really in love. Like, we were together for seven and a half years. Yeah. So I just sort of forgot about it, and I just became... I just sort of acclimated, or tried to, to the gay culture, which I ne- never worked. I never... I never fit in, ever. I was always too feminine. I was too... I just didn't fit in. Right. So... And is there a... I mean, is there a hierarchy in the gay community, or is there infighting, or, you know, is it... Are things in fashion and not in fashion? Well, this is... Judgment? I mean, I don't want to come off the wrong... I don't... Because I... This is totally generalizing. Of course. My experience... There's there's a lot of like homophobia in in the gay culture. There's a lot of like straight acting only. Everyone tries to be like a dude, and if if you're at all feminine, it's not welcome. It's like not. Is I mean, it, it's cute for like a show, but like right. no one wants to date you. <laughs> Do you think it's it's out of fear of how you're representing the community, like people? Yeah, yeah, they're very. Or, I don't know. I think it's. Honestly, this is just, I, I mean, I shouldn't say this. I don't know for sure. And I can't speak for everyone. Of course. But I think it's based in self-hate. Mm. You know, that's been my, and that's going through my filter because I had a lot of shame about being transgender. It was so hard for me right. to accept that I was transgender. I mean, were there moments where, you know, I only, you know, in knowing you and meeting you, seven years ago now it is wow and here you were like in my experience you were this gay man badass hairdresser you know attaining so many achievements under your belt and you know a book that anyone would would die for i mean what you've you know the covers of magazines that you've styled and and the heights you've attained and so was there a moment where you said to yourself like i'm doing pretty good and if this is my life, then this is my life. Were there moments like that? That's a good question. And thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've I've been I've been lucky, and well, I worked hard too. But I've worked with really good people, and um, I've, you know, it's been a great career. It really has. There was a moment like. I mean, I should backtrack. So 
what happened, how this transgender thing came back around was, I, I've always sort of seen straight guys. And even though I know technically they're not because I, at the time, was a male and I had a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that's... But um, they, they didn't identify as gay. They were like top. They were like straight men. And like, like I've heard so many times, I'm not gay, but I find you really sexy or you're like whatever. And um, there was... And often like they would ask me if I dressed up. Right. And, and I would be like, no. And like, it used to make me mad. I'd be like, no, I'm not a tranny. I'm not going to do that. Right. And this guy that I was seeing, his name was Jimmy. I don't remember his last name, but he just kept asking me. And finally, I was like, okay, I'll do it. Like, this might be fun. Who cares? Right. And I had, I didn't have anything. Like, I had some fishnets. I don't know where I got them. <laughs> just laying around. <laughs> I probably a garage seller. I don't know. And then, and I put on a wig and I'd like stubble and just a t-shirt. And he came over and he was so excited. Right. Like it was just, and I'm not, it was kind of exciting. Sure. And he treated me differently. Like that, that was the most, I didn't realize it at the time, but that's, that was the thing was he finally, like I felt different the way it's it's that gender thing. It's like who I was going to bed as. And right. I always felt that I was that anyway, but not really. And I felt like this empowerment and this sense of really who I am. And I, I didn't even know it at the time. All I knew was like, wow, that was really fun. Right. And, and I did it again. <laughs> but my best friend at the time, I only told her, and I was like, you can't tell anyone. And every time I would do it, I was like, oh, my God, I did it again. Right. Like, like, I, like I, and I'm not going to do it again. And she, it was your little secret. Yeah. And, and she was like, it's fine. It's between you guys. And if you're having fun, you're not hurting anyone. But I had so much shame around being transgender. Right. And it, it was like, it felt so dirty. So that's how it started. And at that time was when I was working on my career. And... It did come to a point where I was like accepting, like, okay, I'm going to do this on the side. Because I started to meet other people. Right. And it was like sort of, so I just accepted, I was like, okay, well, I'll be a cross-dresser. It's just a phase I'm going through, and it's kind of fun, you know, and, and I didn't plan to transition. Right. And um, I, because I knew that no one would understand and I just thought, oh, well, I'm just having this fun with some guys that I know. And I was, and, you know, I had testosterone, so I wanted to have sex. <laughs> right. And it was fun. It was, like, really, and I, but I started to really like how they were treating me and how I felt. And I started to practice makeup, and I got a little better, and, which I'm still not that great at. But, and then I joined this chat room. It's called tsdating.com. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm like totally plugging. But it's totally dead now. It's weird. Like no one goes there anymore. But at that time, there were, there were like a lot of people that went there. And they were like all over the country, some, some around the world. And they, they were mostly like trans girls. Right. And there, some of them were really beautiful. They were at different stages. And, and there were like some tranny chasers. But mostly like it wasn't for dating. And I... I really transitioned in that chat room. Right. I learned so much from those girls. And what, I, was, what was your knowledge of, of the surgery and being trans before that? Like, because I feel like only in the last 15 years has it become 
part of the lexicon. Like, did you did you have any real knowledge of it, or, or yes. what was it? Um, I knew some trans girls when I was like in my early twenties. Okay, and not to judge them, I think they're not here anymore. But they they were escorts, right? They're, like really beautiful, but like you couldn't trust them. They might steal from you, and right. I didn't. I, I didn't want to be a tranny, which it's a bad word to say. That's like saying the N-word, by mm. the way. Don't anyone say that. Only a trans girl can say that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just FYI, public. Now I know that it's really not their fault, that they were probably in a position where they had to escort. Right. Transitioning is so expensive, and especially at that time, no one would hire them. They can't get work. Like, and, no one hires trans girls. And that, it's better now, but that's still in, in effect better. today, right? Yeah, I mean, it is. Right. Yeah, it's a Be- little better. Because you become marginalized as just your outward appearance makes has people make snap judgments about you? What do you... Well, I, um, I'll take this opportunity to, to, to give props to Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Caitlyn Jenner changed the conversation overnight. Right. And I know that there were other trans visible women before her that were that made a huge difference too but what Caitlyn did was like I don't think anyone else could have done it quite like Caitlyn did because Bruce Jenner was as American as apple pie right everyone knew Bruce Jenner from the 1976 Olympics growing up with the Wheaties box was it Wheaties yeah yeah the boxes like and then and then literally, literally watching Bruce become Caitlyn in secret on TV on the show, like, and did you know? Like, was that sort of like the running thing in the community? That it scared the shit out of me. I'm not gonna lie. Like at that time, that was around the time that I met you, right? And remember, like there were things like on, like whatever those tabloid magazines. Like Bruce is trying to become a woman, right? And and I thought to myself, oh my god, that's what I look like. And everyone knows, because I, because in the process, like I'd gotten a nose job, and, and everything was like, well, let me see if I can do this. Let me see, because because everything was like, can I transition? Can I, like my biggest fear was smelling it. Yeah, yeah, and like just dipping my toe in. Let me see this. The nose job was the one that sort of like sort of cat like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna check this out. But um, like, and my biggest fear was looking like a man, um, in a dress. But. What Caitlyn did was like, like Caitlyn, like like just like Mid America people who don't know trans people mm. were finally able to humanize it because because he was s- such an icon. He, I mean Bruce, was right. such an icon, and everyone knew Bruce and watched him on TV, and they they finally understood. Wow, this is human. This could happen to someone I know, right. and this is what I've been watching. And they finally saw it as human. Because everyone knew a guy like Bruce. Yeah. Like a father, the athletic father who was kind of yeah. in his dad shirts and, and sort of curmudgeon yelling at the girls to get in the car because they were late. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. And, but, and before, um, before Caitlin came out, sorry, I just saw from my <laughs> Before Caitlin came out, like transgender was sort of like this like dark subculture thing that no one talked about. It was like a sex fetish. They were like, like there was like the TS porn and they were like, like no one wanted to be associated with that. Right. And not that, I'm not saying all trans people were that, but that was sort of the general 
consensus of what it was. That's what people like, oh yeah, that's cool, but no one wanted to like, no one wanted to be associated with it. And that being said, I was terrified work-wise. Right. I was like, because I work with some high-profile people and I don't blame them. I don't, I really, I honestly don't. Because there's, there's some people I don't work with anymore and I think that's why. And I don't, at that time, like, they couldn't be associated with that. They were like, right. Some some of them were male, and they could just be like if sometimes like like I would go to their house at like ten at night and cut their hair, and if it got out that oh like there's a trans, this or like like whatever like cutting so and so's hair, it 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 could have been like disastrous for them. And sure. They have to think of that. So at that same so, I don't I don't blame anyone for that. And Caitlin changed it overnight. I, I was really scared when Caitlyn first came out. And that's when I, like, um, I don't know it, um, if anyone noticed, but I changed my name on social media to T-O-N-I. Right. On the day of the Vanity Fair cover. I was like, I felt like I had to do that. It was like your stand. It was your... It wasn't even a stand. I felt like I had to. Because I couldn't, it, like, um, I didn't come out as being trans yet, but... Like, obviously, I mean, everyone... It, it was sort of solidarity, though, in some respect. It was. Yeah. And I get, and everyone knew. I, I think everyone sort of knew. Who are you? We know that somewhere in the world, someone downloaded this podcast, but we don't know anything about you. The people who support this show would love to know just a little bit about who is listening. If you have two minutes, it really does only take two minutes. Help us make the show an even better experience for you by telling us more about yourself. Just go to listenerq, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R-Q.com slash curious and take the short survey. You can also give us direct feedback on the show, which we would love to hear. And as a thank you, you'll be entered into a drawing for a $100 Amazon gift certificate. Yeah. Two minutes. ListenerQ.com slash curious. That's ListenerQ.com slash curious. When you slowly started, like, like I remember you and I met and then we would see each other and, and my wife and I would sort of say like, because you would, you were slowly sort of feminizing your face yeah. and having these plastic surgeries. I could tell surgeries. you guys figured it out. Well, yeah, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> but you know, and so when you're, you're sort of dipping your toe in, in that way, what's, what's the first thing? And do you... Do you sort of try to trick your plastic surgeon into just thinking you just want a specific thing? Or are you sort of on on the same page saying, like, I want a feminine-looking X, Y, Z? My surgeon who did my nose, I told them that I like being androgynous mm. and that I didn't totally want a girl nose, but I wanted to be more feminine-looking. Right. And I wanted a scoop. And, and I think, I mean, he did a good job, but I don't. I don't think he figured it out, but um, I remember when I met Dr. Freilich, Dr. Stanley Freilich, he's incredible. He, I had like our first consultation and I wanted to have my upper lip lift, which totally changed my entire face. And, and that's a kind of the point of no return in some respect, right? Because it's a, yes, it, it's a distinctly feminizing surgery yes. for your face. And he, like, like I explained to him my work, and my fear of completely transitioning because I might lose clients, but that I'm on the fence if I want to transition completely. I told him about being on hormones. It was very, like, liberal. I just told him everything. Mm. 
And he asked me one question that no one's ever asked me before, and it was kind of like, wow. And after he heard all this, he just said, if, um, hypothetically, if you had to become a woman tomorrow, like if you didn't have a choice and you had to, right? what would be your reaction? Like, like how would you respond? And I didn't even, I didn't even think, like I didn't even think it just came out. I just said, I would be so relieved. Right. And then he just said, okay, I'll do it. Wow. And that, that was like a big turning point for me. Because like, I, I don't know. It's like, it's like, what am I doing? Another huge turning point was the gym. The gym was kind of, I kind of came out at the gym too. What happened was. I remember this. This is kind of an important story. Yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 um, there's a part of the gym that I really like to work out in. And it's really where all the girls work out. There's like, there's like some cardio machines and, you know, mats and stuff like that. But the only way to get to it is to get, um, is to go through either the men's or the women's locker room. Like it's, it's on the other side of both of them. Right. And at that time I wasn't ready to go in the women's, but I had breasts, but I would go to the gym and just wear a large t-shirt, like a heavy one. So they wouldn't show. And just to paint the picture, so at this point, you've been on hormones for years. You've had yeah. much of the feminization surgeries. Yeah. And you also, had, at this time, had you legally changed your gender? No. Okay. And so what I used to do was just be sure that I used the bathroom before I left, and I would just run through the men's locker room. Right. <laughs> Literally. I would open the door and just kind of like, as quickly as possible, go to the part of the gym that I wanted to. And every time that I would go and like, like every time that I would open the door, cause I had long hair and like, I wasn't wearing makeup, but I would wear it back in a bun. Right. And I, I um, at first glance, I looked like, a, like a female and um, like, like, like guys would look at me like, like, what are you doing in here? Right. And I'm not even comfortable in the men's locker room and I'm a it's dude. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very intimidating. So every once in a while I would have to pee. It happens. And I would just go in there and like find a stall. And and sometimes like like one time like I went in the sauna with my clothes on and I I stopped taking my clothes off at the gym like probably six years ago. Right. But um and like 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 there was a guy that came up, I don't want to say his race because I don't want to profile, but he came up and he was like, Hey, like like mind you, I had my my headset on and like I was um I was actually meditating mm. in the sauna after I worked out. And he goes, Hey, like like had me take my headset off. He goes, You just look like a girl, don't you? And I was like, you know, sorry, I'm I'm I I'm I I'm meditating right now and 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 he came back. And then he like said like like he, like he made me take my headset off again like I had no choice right. And, I mean he said like if you want to dress up like a girl for me that's cool like you know, and like stuff like that would happen right. And then one time the last time I was ever in the men's locker room, I had to pee really badly, and all the stalls were taken, so I just went to the urinal really quickly, and. Someone like like went up to the urinal next to me, and like um, took out his thing and winked at me, and it was like I, I just realized in that moment I was like I can't come in here anymore. Right. But I wasn't ready to go in the women's either, so I didn't know what to do. So there's a long hallway, like like when you go to the women's 
locker room at the gym where I went. And you open the door, there's a long hallway that goes directly to the part of the gym that I wanted to work out in. So I was like, great, I'll just go through there. And I would just go through there hoping that no one would bother me. And it was like really scary at first. Right. And then, um, like, like when you go in there um, and you turn left, that's where the locker room is. But I was so afraid to go in there, I don't know why. And eventually, like, like no one bothered me for a while. And then one time when like there was a girl at the front desk and this was like right before all the the gender bathroom thing happened in North Carolina. Was it North Carolina? Right. And like like maybe a month before. And the the girl at the front desk was really cool. We're like really friendly. Like after I did my cardio and I went downstairs and I passed the front desk. It was like seven in the gym by the way. And like, she got my attention and was like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? And I was like, sure. And she goes, listen, it's not me. And, like, I know you don't even go in the locker room. But there's been some women that are complaining about you walking through there. Right. And um, and the management has, like, like it's been brought to their attention. And, like, would you mind going in the men's locker room instead? Because your ID says male. And I don't know what came over me. It was like a moment. And I just... I just, like, I was kind of amped up, maybe, from, right. like, like adrenaline, and I just said no, like, really loud. It was, like, busy. And, and I said, I'm transitioning, I'm on hormones, and I'm not a man anymore. And I made my T-shirt tight, like, I pulled the back of it, and I pointed at my breast, and I said, these are not implants. Right. And it was, like, really wild. <laughs> like, yeah. everyone, like, stared at me. No one expected. And she was, like, her mouth dropped. And she said, she was like, okay, well, like, what do you tell the manager? And I just said, just tell him, forget it. Like, you guys don't offer a gender-neutral bathroom, and I'm not going to go in the men's restroom anymore. I get sexually harassed. Right. And she said, well, well, like, what do I tell the female clients that are complaining? I just said, tell them to get over it. It's 2015. Right. And I, I don't know what came over me. But what was, like, I didn't go back to the gym for two weeks. Yeah. I was so scared because now I had set this precedent and I had to be that. So what I started to do then was I used the gym. It was really scary to go in public with my breasts showing. Like I used to wear these these chest binders and cover them and hope that no one noticed. Right. And like I have this really cute like female top that I wear. It's from Nike. It's like one of those zip up things. And I stopped wearing it when, when my breasts develop and... Um, you know, I had to wear that now because now I had set this thing, this tone. So I wore it to the gym when I went back and she was there. She was, that's a really cute top. So now I sort of used the gym as a, as a, um, for me, like getting used to showing up in public with breasts, which is terrifying right. for someone transgender. It's like really, it was terrible. Like the first time that I went into a grocery store, it sounds like nothing, and even now to me it doesn't, but it was terrifying. I feel like everyone was staring at me. So it happened again at the gym. It happened like maybe a year later. There was a girl I've never seen before, and I haven't seen her since, but she watched me check in, and like like I put my card or my thumb or whatever, and like, like my name comes up and it says Mel on there. And right. I think at that time my name was Anthony on my ID. And she came up to the machine I was working at because I walked through the women's restroom. She goes, hey, like, whenever you're done here, like, not now, but when you're done, 
um, can you come up and like talk to me? I just have a quick question to ask you. And I knew what it was about. Yeah. And I was ready. Right. And, and I was just, and she said, you know, and I mean, I don't blame her. Like she's just doing her job. She goes like, your ID says male, you know? And like, it's just like, 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 shouldn't you be going through the men's locker room? And I was like, I know, but I'm transitioning. And obviously like these aren't implants and I'm on hormones and I can't go in there. I get sexually harassed. Right. And she was like, okay. She goes, well, uh, can you just wait here like a minute? Like, 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 let me get the manager. Ugh. And I had to wait. And I just waited for like five minutes. It seemed like an eternity. And he came up and she didn't know what to say. And I was like, I'm transitioning. I'm on hormones. She wants me to go in the men's locker room. I can't. I get sexually harassed and I won't. Right. Like there's nothing to talk about here. And then he was like, yeah, but your ID says male. And, you know, um, I looked up online. I could have that was illegal for them to do in California, but I, you know, whatever. But so I, like, I told them, I was like, look, you know, I could just change my name and gender because I had looked it up. And he goes, can you? That would be great. Really? Like, when? And it's sort of like, it was, that's annoying. And I was like, well, I'll look into it. Yeah. But I came home and I realized, like, you know, what am I doing? I'm on hormones. I have breasts. And I wasn't completely out with everyone I sort of was but you know I can't remember if I was out publicly yet but I was like was the hardest struggle in the in-between like it seems as though when you were trying to sort of when it was more half measures or satisfying both masters is when it got really uncomfortable it did yeah Yeah. and then it you know to to where you are now where you've gone through the entire journey it feels like along with it came a freedom that you hadn't experienced before yeah, but that also has opened other doors. <laughs> <laughs> but you also, you have that story about your friend who said, well, people don't know how to treat you because you've not really committed to either or. Yes. And it was about the makeup. Yeah, it's very important that I wear makeup when I go out. And I, it's silly, but like... It's like making a proclamation, like, this is me. Well, all it's yes, but it's also really kind of... This is annoying, but it, it's like a gender norm that's expected. Right. Women have to have makeup on. Does it, I would imagine for you, right, that you're picking up on all these things that I as a straight, you know, male don't pick up on. It's like all this, un, for lack of a better word, all this stuff on the DL. So you're getting these glances and these looks and all these things that are going on that I'm sure for you, you're just like, oh, give it a rest already that I don't even pick up on because it's, it's sort of living on a frequency that yeah. not, right? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's that I don't even go out a lot sometimes. Yeah, it's it's a lot. But also, I mean, like if I'm not wearing makeup, well, I mean, I feminized. I, I have feminized a lot since then. That was like two years ago. People didn't know how to address me and they were uncomfortable. They were like people subconsciously have to put you into a, t- a category. Right. They have to know if they're standing in the elevator next to you. And like they're side by side looking at, they have to know if you're male or female. If they don't, if they get extremely uncomfortable. Right. You can see it in their face. Like, oh wait, like, like that person has long hair, but they're not wearing makeup. And what kind of clothes are, are those boys or girls clothes? Are those breasts? And they get like this weird discomfort. You can see it in their face. Right. And, and then you start to feed off that. You're like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? 
do I look weird? Or like, like, you know, a friend had to explain it to me, like, just wear makeup. And even if they see me and think, oh, that's a transgender person trying to be female, they're more comfortable knowing that than, than, than not. And then they feel as though you're like it's, keeping a secret from them or something, or yeah, there's something like, going like it's going to hurt them at all. It's right. weird. Like, but they, but my life has been much easier that I wear makeup. That's kind of where like the whole gender expectation that they put on. And it's true. Like, like if you really think about it, if you're in a room of just people right. and you scan the room and look at heads, like at a party or whatever, and like, like anyone who has, you know, like mascara and eyeliner, some sort of darkness around their eyes, that is immediately identified as a woman. Right, there are certain or, or like a lipstick. Yeah, and then if you see a man who has no makeup, like it really is the deciding factor. And if people pause for a minute, they get really uncomfortable. It's kind of weird. And I don't know if that will change in time, or, but life is easier when I wear makeup. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> do you think, and, and I have no idea, but I, I just imagine that, was there a feeling of like, because for better or for worse, we're in 2018 and things have changed dramatically. But no matter what, being different is hard. And it yeah. has so many challenges. <clears throat> and we see even today that there are some, so many anachronistic ideals that are still part of our, our everyday lives. And, and so I would imagine like spending much of your life as a gay man was had its own challenges and then it was like you were upping the ante of like am i wi- like am i willing to feel to go this deep and also know that to many people i'm this different like i'm even more like it's an even there are even more challenges and i'm even more different than what was already not the easiest life you know i, I didn't really think about that cuz i just kept doing what felt good right and when i was cross dressing and then starting hormones and it just felt good. And then, like, I started to get rid of my facial hair because I never liked it anyway. Right. And I think that's when a lot of people I knew figured, they're like, wait a minute. Like, <laughs> but that, see, like, even that laugh was kind of masking. I have to work on my laugh. I didn't think about that. I didn't think, like, oh, I'm going to embark on this journey. Do I really want to go this deep? That never even occurred to me. Right. I just kept doing what was in front of me that felt better. Right. And then suddenly I was like deep in the ocean. <laughs> like, wow. Um, and is there fear like that, you know, when that doctor said if you raise your lip or certain things that are sort of a, you can't go back, was there ever fear involved in that? Or you just no. were like, no, let's go. Yeah, let's I'm go. ready. Let's do it. Because all of it was because I was so uncomfortable with how I looked. Right. Like, I, I wanted to get rid of anything that looked masculine. And then when do you. At what point, because I remember in our interactions, it was it was a slow process where the first few years you just said, I love, you know, who I am, and but I just wanted to get some of these surgeries because... I like being androgynous. Because why not? Yeah. And then slowly but surely, it was this slow build to, to maybe I would, but not right now. And I'm thinking about it. I've looked into it. And it's, you know, I'm doing it in December. So... <laughs> So um, what was that that timeline like? You know, I I, um, I have a trans friend who I I like like we, 
She's a cyber friend, and she lives in New York, and she's been on hormones since, like, you know, like her teenage years. And she hasn't had the surgery yet, and she wants to get one now, too. But I just, like, I think it was maybe after a year or so of having my breast, I realized I was just so incredibly uncomfortable. Right. It was so weird, because my body had changed so much, and I liked it. And I saw it in the mirror, but I had a penis. Right. And it was just so confusing and so weird, and I had to cover it. And not that I started to hate it because it's part of my body, but like I, it was, it was just, I, I don't. It was almost traumatic. It was like I felt like a freak, and I never felt like legitimate. And sure, like I think at that point I had gotten. Um, my name and gender changed, and that that was liberating. That felt great. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm not really a woman. Women don't have penises. And, you know, and even when I started to go in the, like, the women's locker room and the and restrooms in public and all, because that's where I should be, in the back of my mind was like, I'm not really a woman. I still have this thing. And it was like... Also, dating was really awful because there were guys that I would see off and on for a couple of years, and like sometimes I wouldn't see them, and it's because they were dating other women. And like this one guy, I would see he was like a construction worker, and we had really great chemistry. And I would just see him for a while, and then I wouldn't, and and then he would show up, and he'd, and 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 I'd be like, well, like where have you been? And he goes, oh, like I was dating someone else, and 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 just seeing someone. And and one time he was over, and he always told me like, no one turns me on like you. You're so, we this incredible chemistry, and and I asked him. I said, how come you never date me? Right. And he didn't he didn't he didn't answer, but I knew the answer. And I looked at him. And I said, it's because I have a dick. Like, can I say that? Yeah. Um, it's because I have a dick. Like, isn't it? And like he, I I don't remember if he nodded, but that. That's the reason, and I mean, I don't blame him. Like this guy has, a, like, like he has a teenage son. Like, 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 how's he gonna explain that to him, or, or his ex-wife, or, like, like, how's he gonna explain it to, like, like, like he's the head uh, of a construction place. Like, how's he gonna explain that to them? And that's that's the stark reality. It's like that's that's not ex- totally why I got it, but I didn't. You I didn't, didn't feel like I could... It was a governor. It limited you. It limited me, but I didn't feel like anyone... I couldn't let anyone love me like that. Right. And I, that's not to say I think trans women who are pre-op are freaks. They're not. And some trans women are very happy being that. I I couldn't live that way. How do you take the steps to finding the surgeon and inevitably deciding that you're going to have the surgery. You know, it's really, really hard to get the surgery. Right. It's, I mean, it's hard to change your name and gender. I, I had to see, I don't remember exactly, St. John's in downtown LA really helped me. They're a trans clinic that I started going to. You have to fill out all this paperwork. I had to get proof from um, like a surgeon that I've had uh, at least one surgeon um, that I've had at least one surgery to feminize myself. I had to for the for the operation. I had to have two letters from 
two separate psychi- um, psychologists saying that I should have this. Mm. So I had to see them for a while. And um, I had to get like another letter from a psychiatrist. And they had to be like embossed and legal and all that. Then there's like these forms you have to fill out. They're like legal forms. They're like, it's like a lot, like, and they had courses at St. John's that helped you fill them out. Right. And you had to file things with the court. And um, what else did you need? That's like a lot. And it's crazy because I could just go get a gun and like have it like in two days. Right. It's kind of insane. So um, you had to go through all that. And then as far as choosing a surgeon, there aren't a lot of choices. It's a very complicated surgery. And there aren't that many people that do it. Probably in... You know, I think in Los Angeles, there's maybe three or four. And do they tend to always be plastic surgeons who have a specialty in this surgery or just general surgeons? No, it's, it's a specialty. It's right. very special. And there has to be um, a urologist present and a plastic surgeon. Right. There's one guy who's like, like um, he's like the vagina whisperer. That's what he's known as. Oh, but, really? Yeah, but he wouldn't take my insurance. So, um, but I'm very happy that with my surgeon and 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 like I'm happy with mine so like I really didn't have much of a choice and what were the what were the weeks or days leading up to the surgery like everyone told me oh my god you're so courageous you're so brave right and I I didn't I didn't I didn't think I didn't think about it I it was um kind of intense I think it was intense because I I wanted it more than anything like I really did I didn't feel like I could be I like I couldn't continue my life without it and it, it took me probably a year and a half right. to get like everything together I had to jump through a lot of hoops and call insurance companies and they helped me I would not have been able to do it without St. John's um it, it was um it was weird having sex like with guys and like, um, I didn't really want to because I still had that, and I, it, I, I still don't want to. Right. It's kind of. Oh, you can wait. Did you think that? I imagine, you know, the day of the surgery or what have you. Like the only way that I can sort of um, identify in any way is that I lost a lot of weight and it took two years to lose all this weight. And then I was left with being, you know, 180 pounds, but having some skin left. And there was nothing I could do about that. Nothing within my power. They have power. surgery for that, don't they? So I did that. Yeah. But there was never like, but I had spent two years changing and saying goodbye to my old self. That on the day of the surgery, it wasn't like I looked at myself or my body and thought like, okay, I'm saying goodbye to the way my body looks now forever. It was just like, no, get this over with. I spent two years saying goodbye. Yeah. Like was that kind of for you like I've I've done I've mourned this long enough let's go I'm ready for my new life. I don't know. I I didn't think about it that way. I just um I had to do it. Yeah. Like I just had to. I couldn't I mean and I'm really happy I did it. Was there any moment in particular of like like when you, I first saw it? Or when, yeah, or when you took took a deep breath or you had like a sigh of relief of like some closure. It was like, it was really 
it, I mean, going through recovery was the hardest thing I've ever done. I can't, I mean, after I had the surgery, now I realize like, wow, that was brave. Right. I, I can't even believe I did it. I think it was like maybe four or five days after the sur- after I'd been home, I went to the surgeon and they took the packing out and took the catheter off. And I came home and I took a picture. It was still swollen and it looked really big. But I, I stood in my bathroom mirror and I took a picture like with no bottoms on and like, like um, I had a sweater on and it was still swollen, but like, like I cried. I'm, I'm going to cry right now just thinking because it wasn't there anymore. And I was so happy. Right. That's all that mattered. Like that thing wasn't there anymore. And like, I don't know that that was like, um, I don't know if that's closure or not. It's still, what was funny Relief. though, like what I had to realize was like, I wanted to show it to like just people I know. I'm like, oh my God, have you seen this? Right. And then after I started to get off drugs, I realized like, wait a minute, not everyone wants to see my genitals. <laughs> Even they're happy for me, but like, it's just people that I care. I was like, oh my God, can you believe this? Right. But like, like they, they don't understand and I don't blame them for that. After, after a couple of people, because I, I realized from their reaction was like, oh wait, I shouldn't just be showing this to everyone. But I was just so elated. That's how I feel now. Every time I get out of the shower, like it's like, it's, it's how it's supposed to look. Right. It's, it's like, and that is like everything. Was it unanimous support across the board from family and friends to go forward? I, I mean, I guess. I guess, like no one, like most of my clients, the people that I saw regularly, they were like, "Okay, cool, like that's what you're gonna do." And, right. And um, what about like your dad? You know, my dad is. He's amazing. <laughs> He's being really great about it. And I know sometimes it's hard for him. Right. I told him over text when I was first going to do it. And it was like maybe six months before I did it. I was like, you know, I thought I should tell you I'm working on this and I want to get this done. And he paused for a really long time. And then he responded. He just said, I'm get her done. <laughs> which is like. That's awesome. What it is da- awesome. And that's such a dad response too. Know, Be- just- so beautifully dad-like. <laughs> get her done. And he still, I mean, he still calls me son. And like, like he sent me a text yesterday about me and my brother. Cause you know, he says, don't forget you guys are brothers. And you know, I had to remind him like, well, I can't really be a brother now, but, I, but I know what you mean and it's okay. Right. Cause I don't like, I don't get mad at people who, who accidentally call me he or who, cause I, I understand that's how you knew me, but I still have to correct them only because when I hear that, for me, I can't allow that. Right. And it's not that I'm mad at you, because people sometimes are like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. It's like, you don't really have to be sorry, because it's understandable. You're doing it for, you're honoring yourself. I'm honoring myself. Yeah. When I say, well, no, I'm not a he anymore. Right. And it's she. And, and like, 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 I don't want people to feel bad. It's not like... Like, oh, my God, I can't believe you called me that. Because, of course, you called me that. That's how you'd know me. That's how you'd know me for, like, your whole life for, like, 10 years. So, but, um, you know, and it's weird. Sometimes I want to let it go. Like, that's just my dad. Like, don't correct him. But I have to. Right. And part, it's part of my journey, too. Because, like, I mean, I'm not a he anymore. <laughs> no way. 
what do you think about the trans conversation in in media and entertainment today? Because it feels like it's being talked about more than ever, and we've got these people like Laverne Cox and Caitlyn Jenner and these incredible advocates and people that are helping bring it to the forefront. But do you are you in line with the way that it's talked about? Do you have issue? Do you take issue with parts of it? Um, I mean. I agree with most of it. I think it's great. I think it's important that we're visible. Mm. I love that there's a Trans Visibility Day because, like, as I spoke of earlier, a lot of my transitioning was in secret. Right. And generally, in history, and most often, trans people are secret. Right. Like, we only come out at night. Uh, as far as, like, um, politics, like, I don't agree with Caitlyn's politics. Right. But at the same time, I I see the perfection in that she has those politics. Because she's, like, Republican, and, you know, we're all people. So, I, But, like, I, I think it's, I can see the beauty and perfection that there was a very visible um, trans person at the inauguration. Right. I think that's kind of perfect. And a lot of, like, a lot of gay people are really mad at Caitlyn for things she said. And I, I don't, like, Caitlyn has never lived in the gay culture, so I don't, I don't think she understands. I mean, I've had to deal with connecting, like, gay culture with trans culture because we are under the same umbrella. We're LGBT, and we are all discriminated against you know, in different ways, but, right. you know, like, like, like we are like the same group, even though we're completely different. And, um, you know, like I had to deal with that because when I was first transitioning, I was like, I, I kind of hated the gay culture because they were so mean to me for being feminine. Right. But that's just the gay culture. And like, it's not about me. It's like, there's a lot of gay people I really do like, and not everyone's like that. What What is sort of the most glaring misconception or mishandled thing that you find with people when it comes to someone who's transitioning? Well, I don't... People, when How people, can we do better? When people find out that you're transitioning, and I, it, maybe it's the first thing they ask or they wonder, but I, I, it's like, like they ask like if you've had the surgery yet or not. And that's so... Like, like you're asking what... Like, I, I, like, like you're asking someone what's in their underwear and like you don't even know them. Right. And it's also like it's usually not always but often it's a huge issue for someone trans. Like that's like don't ask that question. Right. Like like let them tell you if if just let that come naturally. And um, I think also just a misconception that that I mean thank you for your acceptance but we don't always necessarily need it sometimes it's a bit condescending because there's nothing wrong or unnatural with this this is perfect timing because i feel like your your neighborhood's coming alive (laughs) with so i guess like and i guess one of my last or my last two questions would be what would you tell young tony oh wow i read that question it made me cry yeah. Um, you know, like I was talking earlier about like Tony, the boy that I sort of developed, who was really a girl, and I, I've sort of been, I, I think about Tony a lot. I, I think about him a lot. 
Right. And I've sort of come, to, I'm coming to terms with, I'm sort of thinking about him as a her now. Because that's really who Tony always really was. Um, if that makes sense. That's just what I'm going through right now. I, I would tell Tony, I'm probably going to cry. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. Right. You're perfect just the way you are. And just do what makes you happy and don't worry about what they think. Yeah. And, you know, just like treat everyone like that. Yeah, I was thinking it's probably the perfect advice you could give to most kids. Anyone. No one told me that when I was a kid. Right. No one ever said that. And I'm not blaming anyone. Like, I was raised great. I, I learned a lot. I learned how to work. I learned. But, like, I didn't have that. And I, I think, well, well, you know, we all need that. Right. We all need it. But I but, think that's so much of why, just from the outside, you have so much joy and peace is because you've, you've accepted your story and who you were and that we've, yeah. all, we've all had our trials and tribulations and some deeper than others, some different than others. But inevitably, you're not, you're not blaming any one particular thing. It just all led you to this point of you being who you are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Like, one of my trans friends, she sometimes says, like, you know, because we have, I mean, hormones are like, wow. Like, (laughs) for real. And and women know, and now I know. But it's it's weird. I just get this sadness sometimes, and it's like this weight that envelops your whole body. It, like, presses down on you. And and she, we share, and she's told me, like, she's upset, like, you know, uh, like, why was I never born a girl? Right. And I remember I used to think that when I was a kid, too, and I used to be so mad about that. But, like, I don't know. I, like, I mean, there's a reason I wasn't. And, like, there's a reason that I, I, I worked through all this. Right. And I don't, like, I, I, can't believe I, I can't believe I did this, to be honest with you. And, I mean, I don't take it back, I guess. I, I've had a pretty amazing life. I, you know, like... Maybe I, I chose this challenge before I came here. Because it's, it's really hard. Transitioning is really hard. That's another thing I want to say for people. Like, like, we deserve a lot more respect than we get. And I'm not saying that in like, you know, um, like a victim sort of thing. But like, it takes so much courage and money and fear and like, just it's and the emotions like like I mean even like I don't know I got to do this uh, like a couple weeks ago you know I had a client here and someone came from um what's it called um not Grubhub but something like that what's it Postmates Postmates and the person that delivered the, the um like I ran outside to grab it and she was trans and she had like a little whiskers on and like a t-shirt and I like I couldn't tell if they, she had breasts yet because she I just rem- I looked at her and I knew I just knew where she was at yeah you know she had like long hair and like you know I, I could sense that nervous energy of not being comfortable like being a little scared giving me the package and I just looked at her and I said you look great 
And like, that was so awesome. And, and like, I could see her light up. She just was like, thanks. Yeah. She did. She looked beautiful. Sure, she had a little whisker. She wasn't perfect. None of us are. Right. And she was wearing like a baggy T-shirt. I remember that. <laughs> right. I remember I had like four of them I wore. There was one particular black one that had this print on it, like a web, and it covered my breast perfectly. I remember that shirt. Do you remember? It was sleeveless? Yeah. I wore that like so much. I still have it. I can't get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great shirt. Yeah, it's a great shirt, but I wore it like, and it's because it, yeah, it was like your armor. Yeah, it was, it was my armor. And, and she had the same thing. And I could tell, I, 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 I sensed that um, insecurity. Right. Like of having to show up in life and like be in the middle. And like just honor those people. Like their, their battle is like really intense. And everyone has a battle. And at the, we should honor everyone's battle. But like just, you know, that's the main thing. Like it's, I, I mean, I, I felt so good doing that. Because she did. She looks, she's beautiful. There's beauty in all of it. That is it. That was Fallon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your experience and for being my friend, Fallon. It's an honor. And thank you guys for listening. If anyone listening is looking for any resource, you can check out thetrevorproject.org. And, uh, and it's a great resource that provides help for the LGBTQ youth community. And uh, have a great fourth, everyone, if, if you're in America. And uh, if you're listening to this and, you know, you're not from America, well, then just enjoy a, a Wednesday, uh, just another Wednesday. Not special at all. Just a, a, a nice summer day, sure. Maybe you go to the beach. Maybe you take a half day at work and... And enjoy some sort of outdoor activity. But if you are from America, enjoy our our nation's birthday. You know what I mean? And maybe, I don't know, what do you do? What do you, what do you buy the country that has everything? <laughs> Am I right? Oh, God. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. <laughs>